Hey, we're Ramones of the Day, and this is Questioningly. One, two, three, four. Welcome to Ramones of the Day, the podcast examining every Ramones song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I am Philip. And I am Molly. And today we are discussing the song Questioningly on... I, I smile when I say it. Uh, this is from Road to Ruin, 1978. Oh, man. We're uh, so ruined now at this, this point. I know. How, how much more ruined could this road get? <laughs> uh, it's written by Dee Dee Ramone. I is am, it? It is. That's one of my first facts, so hold tight. Oh, man. I missed that. Uh, and I, I gave not this, paying attention, I guess. No. I gave this a song category of love. Okay. And this seems very much in, well... Where Maybe not th- the hardcore sci-fi Ramones love, but yeah. like, you know, things don't work out, so yeah. that's still theirs. There's a melancholy here. Yes. I think it's an appropriate kind of love. Love Lorn. Love Lorn. Oh, I love that love word. Love Lorn. Listen, where'd you get that DD information from? Because I couldn't find that. Uh, I'll tell you right after you get... I will tell you if Sweet. you can guess... stay tuned. If you can guess <laughs> how many times they played this live. Oh, man. Questioningly. Hmm. Think about it for a second. Okay. Think about the song that we just okay. listened Questioningly to. Okay, is off the fourth studio album, so they've got a long ways to go. I think you're overthinking this. Okay, it's a real slow tune. There sounds like there's sort of slide guitar in it. So zero. You are correct. <laughs> they played this zero times. <laughs> yeah. Um, they kind of said that it's like, as soon as the slide guitar made it into post, they were like, we'll never play that live. But they just <laughs> winked at each other like, yeah. Yeah. Are we going to do it? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Yeah, they're going through the set list and considering it's like, oh, maybe we... Mm, hard pass. Um, so, Dee Dee writing this thing. Um, I remember it from the book, his autobiography. Ah. Uh. Uh, unreliable narrator. Yes. So there's some details here that make it even less like plausible. But he's okay. so far the only person I've seen claim this one. Yeah. Uh, he said he wrote it when he was like a teenager. And I want to say around like 14. Huh. Or something. Jeez. And so, and the only part and I'm and I'm sorry I don't have the book in front of me to quote it, but I feel like there's a part where it's like he played it for his mom just on a, you know, some guitar and she asked, "How did you do that?" and he said, "I don't know." She asked questioningly. She asked. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't I your mother a long time ago? How do you remember? Do you just remember that? I just remember stuff like that. That stuff doesn't stick in my head. That's the that is the type of stuff to the bane of most people. I don't know about good for me, but it's it's great. I wish I could just pull crap like that out. It's a yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why that stuff sticks for some and not others, particularly me. But good for you. Yeah, that I know. When certain movies were released and whatever, <laughs> when's this ever going to help? But yeah, right yeah, now. that's uh, that that's the closest I have to claim for writing. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, I'll have, take it. Okay. Oh, great. Motion carries. Do you have any facts? I have other um, things. I but... have a few facts. Okay. Uh, Marky's on drums here. Definitely. Uh, this album, Road to Ruin, came out in 1978. It was produced by Edward. <laughs> Edward um, Edward D. Stasio Edward D. Stasio I don't think there's a D and, but it should be and T. Ramon T. Rams T. Rams that's right um, I believe there so was that's fun I, here's more stuff that just pops in my head yeah um, I want to say it's like Tommy thought that this album had their best guitar sound like they'd managed huh. the best 
sound. Cool. And it's funny to think that, like, that includes I Want to Be Sedated and uh, Long Way Back to Ger- from Germany, and this, where there's, like, clearly acoustic guitars, clearly, like, a slide guitar, if not a steel guitar yeah. or something. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Did you listen to the reissue? The remaster? I did not. No. Did you? I did. Yeah? Yeah. It's good. Good. <laughs> there's not a whole right. lot different on it. No. And of this song. Yeah. 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 Of, of this song specifically. Mm. And sometimes I think maybe I'm not a music enough nerd, enough of a music nerd to really hear the differences. I get it. Like sometimes you can hear it. Yes. You know, especially on the, on these remasters. Uh-huh. Um, but sometimes it was like, yeah. No, I get I get what you mean. I was listening to something like that recently, and I had to kind of, I literally played the songs back to back to be like, oh, it's missing like background vocals. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's nine of the other ten parts are the exact, exact same. same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Uh, and it uh, okay, do I have any other facts? Uh, this was recorded at Media Sound Studios. That oh. means anything to anybody. <laughs> Congrats! Big shout out to Media Sound. Yeah. Uh, this popped up at 103 on the charts, this album. Oh, yeah. Um, they really, I mean, just to give like facts we've talked about a million times, but sure. just in case anybody's just tuning in for the first time on uh, Questioningly. <laughs> They're like, you know what, I'm going <laughs> like, to jump in. This is my favorite song, Questioningly. I'm going to jump in on their only Q song. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, it's an only Q, which is great. Only Q. Uh, Road to Ruin hit number 103 on the charts, mm. which they were hoping was going to do a lot better than it actually right. did. And they were kind of bummed out because um, they did a lot of stuff on this album to try to get some more popular fans on board, some yes. more run-of-the-mill radio time. Case in point, this song. Case in point, Clearly. this song. Well, that transitions into one of my facts. Okay. Because while they may not have gotten a real-life radio hit with this, they were played in the movie radio. Ooh. Not the movie called Radio, but... <laughs> A radio in a movie in Rock and Roll High School. Nice. The movie Rock and Roll High School. Love it. Seen it. Watched when, it. <laughs> when Riff is driving around, Riff Randall. Sure. Um, when she's the driving lead. around. Yes, the lead. The lead and, yeah, the driving force of the story. <laughs> she. The woman the, who wrote Rock and Roll High School. Right. The song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the very same. Um <laughs> She's listening to the radio, and then I think the DJ says something like, "You know, name this song, and you can win tickets." And that's and she comes up with the name. Actually, her friend like reads it off the cassette, and then they pull over and call in, and she wins concert tickets. So, so questioningly, is a song that she wins tickets off of? Yes. Wow, that's a good trivia question. Yes. If I was doing a Ramones trivia night, that would be one of my trivia questions. Your trivia question would be what, what is trivia the song? question? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, 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 no please, please, please. What other facts you got? I know you got some more facts. I do Come have on. I do have one more, yeah, I please. think, about uh, Rock and Roll High School. Give it to me. Um, so uh, I have it on on good authority from the time that you and I talked to Ed Stasium. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you heard it here first, I folks. I could not. I tried to hold on to Spoilers. it. Spoilers. Boop, 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 boop. Turn off your radio now if you do not want to hear more about Ed. Ed says you. That'd be so sad if they did. Yeah, don't um, do that. No, wait. Okay, no, 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 you're back. <laughs> no, um, so in preparation for the movie Rock and Roll High School, the movie producers asked the Ramones to write a couple songs. And one of them was the theme song. And then they also requested a love song 
Um, and they said, like questioningly. Something like questioningly. Something like questioningly. Now, I don't know. I guess This is I, a hot tip that you got from Ed Stasium right. directly. And you and a little down the line in like future spoiler also, he'll mention that in the show and you'll hear me go something like, really? Oh, just give everything away, Philip. I Jeez. can't help it. It was, it was magical. But yeah, uh, that was the <laughs> song that would eventually become I Want You Around. But this was the thing that they were pointing at. And I feel like... I want you around. But don't you think something like that, that like not let's say the producers are not super Ramones fans. They're mm. not so into the punk scene or whatever. But they're like, yeah, we need one like that. Mm. So it's almost this song is doing its job. Or how it was designed to be. Sure. Right? I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i jumping all over the place here. I like this song, but I Want You Around is so good. Yeah. And it's like so great that they got to I Want You Around from here because... Anyway, yes. that's my two cents right, we on can, that. We can tip our hat and thank this for being thank the influence. Thank you for being the jumping off point to right. I Want You Around because right. that song makes every 16-year-old want to have a pillow fight. <laughs> Um, I had one other fact. Okay, I, I love facts. I love facts. Um, this song is three minutes and twenty-two seconds long, which is a real long, long and steen. In fact, it is the longest Ramon song of the nineteen seventies. What? Now, I mean, that's what. Doesn't oh, you know, like forty some songs? Yeah, that's about. only like three years. But still, yeah. Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Do we have any idea where this ranks in longest overall song? Um, we do. Yes. Um, it is the 23rd longest Ramon song. Which is kind of surprising. And this is what I'm going to say. It feels a lot longer. <laughs> sure. And I'm not saying that to be mean. It just does. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, those are the facts I have, and we can okay. take that to the feelings bank. But sure. I think I think let's follow that for a second. Of like, why? Can you put your finger on why you think it sounds or feels longer than? I think because it's so slow for them, mm. you know, and it it ends like when every time it ends, it always ends sooner than I think it's going to because I always feel like it's going to be longer than it is because it feels so long. Right. But then you say and you're like, oh. Okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird, too. It's also kind of got a story. Mm. And it has one part that always trips me up. Okay. Which is like, so see if this makes sense. So he, the the narrator, knew a girl, uh-huh. and then they saw each other again. Uh-huh. And then it's like, he feels bad again. And then there's a part where, <laughs> there's like an interlude where he goes to work, and his sure. boss tells him he's doing fine. <laughs> At first, at first, I was going to point this out as like, what the hell is happening? But then I realized, I think what it's supposed to be is like the length of like that sort of a mini half verse. And then oh. the next one is like, oh, so at work, he's got the face that he looks like he's doing great. His uh, boss is uh, all fine. And then I think it's like when I go home, whiskey bottles, and he's just all watching that sort TV. Of yeah. So he's putting, he's trying to put on a good face. Sure. Um, but then um, he sees her again, I guess, and they maybe don't recognize each other. Did mm. they eternal sunshine each other? <laughs> this is the original. Are you coining the term eternal sunshine? Eternal sunshine. <laughs> this was the the inspiration for eternal sunshine. Um, no, it just it's 
it's a long journey. There's a lot. Yeah, it seems like here. it's a long journey, even when you're listening to it. I'm not saying I dislike the song. No, no. It's just in the middle. It's like wow. The song it's is that so when long. I go. It's it's the work part. Yeah. The work part is like, huh? <laughs> huh. It also feels a lot like a country song to me. Well, not just that's I think what blew everybody's mind, right? Yeah. When the song came out on Road to Ruin, is they were like, the Ramones are doing a country song. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't understand now. And um, so <laughs> many reviews now. about this album are like so all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to read a few. Okay. To prove my point here. Please do. Um, we, you know, there's only so many reviews of the Ramones in the world, so I apologize if we've already read through these a million times. But I think that this song is interesting and is a metaphor for the album. Okay. Because this song is like, you said, a country song by in, this in punk every, out. In every way, too. Yeah. Not just lyrics. and With a literal slide guitar. Yeah. <laughs> So one one I wanted to read verbatim is from uh, Ramones humming, Ramones humming a sick, sorry, humming Ramones a sickening humming, tune. <laughs> <laughs> right, isn't that it? Ramones humming a sickening tune. Dot blogspot. It's just, this, I think it's a girl's blog or whatever. But she said about she was ranking top ten Ramones love songs, okay. which I thought was very sweet, and she put this at number five. Wow. Okay. And she said. Melodically, one of the band's most uncharacteristically subtle and lyrically one of their most romantically hard-boiled. The cathode ray whiskey stupor and wailing guitar figures could have come straight out of a country and western song, but the incorrect conjugation of the verb to know reassures you that this is indeed still the Ramones. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was a sweet little review, but now I just want to read some other things. Yeah. Uh, This is from sputnikmusic.com. From here, the Ramones went on to produce End of the Century, voted one of the best albums of 1980 by Rolling Stone. It was produced by the legendary Phil Spector. Though many people think Road to Ruin as a sellout, many think of it as a sellout, mm. and um, and the beginning of the end for the Ramones, I think of it as a bridge to somewhere even greater. Wow. Which was nice. Thanks, Sputnik. Um, and then this this uh, Rolling Stone review of the album which we've talked about before oh, where the guys the guy's like, like you don't listen to me I know about music and you're all dumb for ignoring me and he basically <laughs> says that uh, you know a lot of people are gonna say that this is the album where they don't know what they're doing anymore but this album's great and mm-hmm. screw everyone <laughs> so it's interesting because I think he the, the Rolling Stone article is pointing to something that's going on which is that yeah. other people are saying that this this is an album where they jumped the shark because they're trying to please too many people and they did a country song and they yeah. blah 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 but um you know it's an album very early on in their career still yeah I think they're still just trying to make a rock album yeah you know and and, and they've probably got some new tool I mean they're now yeah. at this point they're actually musicians when they just first started they just had guitars you know well, yeah and you'd think at this point like you said with Marky coming in as a drummer so Tommy is full on producer yeah and the experience that they've gained by recording three albums yeah now everyone's a little more capable yeah and if Tommy's free of drum duties to just be in the studio yeah. that maybe he has more reach I and mean, and powers to to totally. make to you know to expand these things yeah and I mean this this is really like an all-star cast on this album yeah oh yeah it's the band 
It's Tommy producing. It's Ed Stasian producing, who's been with them since the second album. Everyone, and it's the most happy Ramones. Yeah. In one, at no, one nobody's time. Nobody's fighting yet. No over one's. girlfriends. Well, they're, they're probably fighting. Well, but, but I mean, <laughs> No, I don't know what you mean. I was um, making a joke. Nobody's, nobody's debating over whether or not Spectre had a gun or not. Like, right. there, there's still a chance that maybe this album's gonna, like... The give mo- them a gold record or like filming give them a, a hit. movie is on the horizon. Yeah, they're gonna film this movie. So, you know, I, I see this album as a very optimistic mm-hmm. time in Ramon's life and Zeitgeist. And I think that this song represents a moment when they just really took a chance. Yeah, sure. You know, they took a huge freaking chance. Well, and they went. It's interesting to think it was like how all in the country genre it is. Yeah. Because there's a couple songs on here that are like you know, just less punky yeah. punk songs. Like, oh, there's more acoustic guitar in this, but it's it could still fit in their regular thing. But this yeah. one, down to, like, the type of story uh-huh. and that the whole, like, I don't know what it is about whiskey bottles. That yes. little detail always... so country. <laughs> so here's... I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah. So the last time we talked about this kind of commitment to another genre was praising or at least giving, like, the full respect to dd for giving rap a full try so sure what if dd decided i'm gonna be a country star what is his country star name <laughs> that's the question well first of all i want to say if dd ramon had given it an honest go to be a country star he probably would have done a lot better <laughs> you know what i mean sure First of all, because his lyrics as a writer, I feel like they just lend themselves easier to country music yes. than rap anyway. But man, that rap thing was so, so bad. Yes. Um, what would his name be? It would be, uh, I don't know, Dadarian. <laughs> I was thinking, I was trying to play off, I was trying to think of it too. Uh, I was trying to play off of D.D. King. Okay. But the... <laughs> The best <laughs> slash worst I could come up with was D.D. Horse. Which, what? Well, That's hold on. bad. It is, but he also likes heroin, so it's kind of a double entendre. Oh, entendo. I get where you're going with yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy it. Okay, good. So, <laughs> so that's a whole other alternate universe. The success of this song Wait propels him it. into... The success, the bubba. Yeah. The success of this song propels him into um, country music. That'd be incredible. I bet he would have had a career there if he really wanted to. I think he could. Actually, when you think about it, it was like, I always thought Poison Heart kind of sounds like a country yeah. song. And there's a couple others that it was like, yeah, it's in there. He could write a mean ass country song. Yeah. He just couldn't write any. Poor Dee Dee Horse. I'm so sorry to the estate of Dee Dee. I don't mean it. I love Dee Dee. Um, I have only one other feeling to say about this, and almost every time I hear this song, I have a trend of like mishearing lyrics. Okay. I think it sounds like he's saying questioning Lee. Like, he's going to be questioning a guy named Lee. Sure. And it's like a film noir. Yeah, it makes sense. Who is that girl? I don't know. I'm going to go find Lee and ask him some questions. <laughs> I don't know. But you know who does? Lee. Lee. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, so how would you rank this? Where do you want to give it? As a love. As a love, a like, or leave. Um, you know, this is, uh, so I, this is how I felt about the song. Mm -hmm. That I first listened to it and I thought, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> and then I listened to it and I thought, huh. And then I listened to it and I thought, okay. And then I listened to it and I thought, sure. Uh-huh. And now I feel like, yeah. You know? Yes. So I like it. Okay. Me too. I like it. I I bet... I can't remember, like, the first place I was when I heard this song. Yeah. Not such a landmark in my life. But I feel like this is one that I almost always have liked. Yeah. My opinion has always kind of been like, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's kind of capable. I don't know what it is. Well, but it's I'm so like, funny. Yeah. If you took this song out of the context of the Ramones and just played it on the radio mm. or played it on a radio, even a country station or something, you'd be like, okay, yeah. But because it's the Ramones, you're like, What? And that's what I think is so interesting about this song in particular is because, um, you know, they, they tried a lot of different genres and I, I think it's interesting that they went whole hog on it. Yes. Um, and I'll say, I think they did a good job. I do too. You know? I just, I just hit another sort of cockamamie scheme. So remember when we kind of had like a mild ploy to try to get uh, Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight played during Christmas time. Sure. We should see what it takes to get this song played on country radio. Wow, that would be awesome. I, now, that's me being totally naive because I don't know if it's hard or easy. to. I, I don't listen to country radio stations, Yeah, but I just get the feeling it was like, man, I bet you could like sort of sneak that sneak in there. It in. And, Maybe on like, like some kind of serious radio station. Yeah, it has to be a serious a radio, radio station. Yeah, we need, who's, yeah. Well, big projects. Anybody uh, listening out there? Anybody listening who knows, like, Blake Shelton, the only country <laughs> singer I could think of. I don't know who that is. He's, he's that guy who's on The Voice who somehow got... Oh, sure. Who somehow got <laughs> named People's People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Good for him. Real quick, the, my funniest... The funniest reaction I, I read to that was okay. someone said, Oh, my God, Idris Elba died. Because... <laughs> He must not have been alive for Blake Shelton. <laughs> funny. It took me yeah. a minute, but very funny. Um, do you have a most valuable um, for this here song? Well, gosh. You know. Um, I, I guess I'm going to put it on Tommy for this one. I am giving it to Tommy, too. Killer. I feel like that wouldn't happen. It, wouldn't have, it might not have happened with anybody else. And it is interesting, like you said, that it happened at this point in their career. Yeah. Because if it happens a couple more years later, then there's more self-consciousness about like, well, yeah. we have to write Ramon songs. Okay. So we're trying to do that. But here it's kind of like, you know what? We can use our powers. You to just nailed it on the head for me, too. Hmm. Here's what I like about this song. They feel very comfortable doing this song. Like, this song feels comfortable. Like, they, they are doing it. And I think that probably is because they're there in the studio Tommy and Ed are there. They're like, come on, let's try some stuff. You know, yeah. and they just felt safe. They just felt real safe and warm to like be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, and I, I can feel, you can hear it. We get into this every now and then. Um, but I like the idea of freeing yourself or freeing myself from the saying the phrases like, well, that doesn't feel like a Ramon song. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just taking it as it is. Yeah. So, yeah, at this point, they're way more flexible. And even like the whole music world is more flexible because it's like the Ramones are a rock band and mm-hmm. they have put out a song. Therefore, yeah. it is their song as opposed totally. to this whole thing music will eventually become where it's like, well, if you're doing that, then what, you know, where are we going to put you? Yeah, there's you no know. box for that. Yeah. Well, do you have any other last thoughts or questionings? Well, uh, I just wanted to read this all music. Okay. All music said. Uh, read to me. Um. 
The record has neither the exuberant energy or abundant hooks of Ramones and Rocket to Russia. And Fair. It's, there's my ride. And it's the first suggestion that the Ramones may have painted themselves into a corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's sort of what we're talking about, right? And I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that just to highlight how people really, it, I think it was polarizing for people because they just wanted the Ramones and they were getting something else. But um, I, I, I like that they tried different genres. They tried new things. I, I think they did it well on this album. They had an A-list cast to help themselves do that. It could have and, happened at no other time. It seems yeah, like. and um, I I think that stuff like this last review is the reason why it probably was annoying to be the Ramones. Because mm-hmm. you were doing cool shit and nobody appreciated it. And yeah. that was probably a bummer sometimes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Movie producers liked it. Why don't we? Yeah. Well, you got anything else you want to read? Um, no, I'm done time? reading for now. Okay, all right. Well, put your bookmark <laughs> in. It's time for bed. Yeah. But thank you, everybody, for listening today. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Brat Ramones Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. And uh, join us next time when we'll be discussing the song R-A-M-O-N-E-S. Yes, on Ramones. Ramones. <laughs> on Ramones of the Day.